We be saying no, 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 when it's really yes, 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 yes. Hi guys, welcome back to the Fem Phenom Podcast. My name is Angela and this is episode five. So I went to a holiday party back in December thinking that I'm just going to go have a good time with a few friends of friends and, you know, get ready for the new year. Left with my whole world rocked um, (laughs) in a way that I had not anticipated in a beautiful way, but in an emotional way, but in a necessary way as well. I went home all in my feelings because at one point towards the end of the, the evening, someone posed the question to the group, what is the best piece of advice that your father has given you? And we go around the room sharing our own stories. And one person's story really stayed with me. What he shared was that his father had told him, uh, One night after coming home from his first job, from working at a family restaurant as a teenager, his father told him to think about the life that you want and that that really resonated with him and made him consider and see things with fresh perspective and really gauge or focus on what he wanted from life at a very young age and the life he wanted to live. And so... This rocked me because on one hand, it it forced me to realize that I had existed up until then in a way that I was surviving. I had been conditioned to survive. I realized that I am the product of a long line of people that have been conditioned to survive. And that had been ingrained in me in a way that had dictated how I made choices and what I, what, what success looked like in my life, what I celebrated as victories in life and what uh, I thought I wanted out of life looked like or, or how that was packaged. And so I also realized that I had prioritized what I didn't want over what I did. I had been existing in a way that I had been moving away from and prioritizing what I didn't want my life to look like, what kind of partner I didn't want to have, what kind of place I didn't want to live in, what kind of job I didn't want to work, what kind of career path I didn't want to take, what kind of trajectory I didn't want to have. I had been completely consumed with what I didn't want for my life and had given no regard to what I did want. And with that being my charge for so long, I had just landed in a lot of places without intending to be there. I had just uh, fallen into a lot of spaces, a lot of jobs, a lot of cities and without, you know, really choosing, you know, uh, in a, in a goal oriented way to be there. I was just, you know, kind of moving away from things and landing in places that I didn't necessarily want to be. And so I'm headed home from this party. I'm completely in my feelings. I'm completely thrown that I am approaching my mid-30s at this point and have not 
thought about the life that I wanted, whereas this person was charged with thinking about that as a teenager. And then, you know, you get into the blame game of why didn't anyone, why wasn't I, you know, why didn't I have a village that encouraged me to do that? But I have definitely positioned myself to not get caught up in that in the way that I would have when I was younger. And so I moved, I quickly moved away from the whole why, why didn't I, why didn't they, why didn't someone, I moved away from that and I moved to, you need to make a decision now. Like, okay, the time that had, that was not allocated to that and the time that was quote unquote wasted and not uh, being focused on that is gone. You can't get it back. You have right now. So choose right now the life that you want. What is the life that you want? If you feel like, and I'm talking to myself at that point, if you feel like the life you have now isn't the life that you wanted for yourself and that you didn't really, you hadn't really thought about the life you wanted, think about it now. This was, this, 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 story was shared with you so that you can think about it now. And so then I kind of sat with that for a minute and I took a step back to think about the fact that months prior, I picked up a pregnant woman driving with Lyft and she asked me, she asked me something in line with that same philosophy. She said, what do you, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And I said, I'm not sure. I'm kind of, I've kind of been searching for that for a while now. You know, this is what I used to do. This is where I used to live. And then, you know, things happen and this is where I am now. And now I'm really in a space to where I feel like I've been searching for who I am and what I want for a while now. And she said, well, what are some things that you enjoy? Where were your interests aligned? And I shared them with her and she said, Um, I see something very specific with you. I won't share it with you because you need to find it on your own, but, uh, you need to get about the business of becoming who you want to be in so many words. She didn't say it exactly like that, but I'm paraphrasing. Uh, she said, you need to get about the life that you want to have for yourself and, and doing what you want to do. And so she asked me why I hadn't been putting myself in the in spaces that were aligned with my interests and I told her you know that I uh that being creative there's this nervousness of sharing your uh projects or your creations with the world and she said you know you have to be more afraid of not being who you want to be of not doing what you want to do than you are of criticism she said, being afraid of criticism will keep you in a life you don't want. And your fears should be more so in never having the life that you want. And that really stuck with me. Um, she also left me with the directive that if you don't make a choice now, if you don't choose now to pursue the life that if you don't make a choice now for for your life, then accept the life that you have now as the life you will always have. And when she said that, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, there's no way the life, (laughs) there's no way this is it. This isn't what I want. And as much as I am afraid of the unknown, I definitely don't want this to be it. So I was 
motivated by her. But then when, you know, I heard the friend of a friend at the holiday party talk about their father telling them to think about the life that you want, it just really echoed those same sentiments. And I realized that it wasn't a coincidence that all of these things, that these mess, this message kept coming to me in this same space. For a while now, I've, I've felt uh, this tangible shift happening in my life where I didn't really know what the shift was moving me towards or away from, but I could feel a shift in the same way um, that you can feel bad weather coming on. Like you see the skies darkening, you see the clouds forming, the clouds moving, you can feel the wind changing, but the rain hasn't approached yet. So I, in that same manner, I felt a shift happening in my life that um, I knew was more monumental. Um, I often find myself questioning whether I'm becoming more attuned with age to the energies around me and to the forces around me, or if there are just more forces existing, if they're just more prevalent now. Either way, um, I definitely knew that it wasn't a coincidence that this same message had come to me twice and that I had been sensing this tangible shift and so and so I go home and I'm charged to I charge myself with deciding what I want and the first thing I do is I make a list I am just list oriented and I you know grew up in the church and in 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 the Christian church you you know taught to write down the write the vision down make it plain so I write down a list. And in previous spaces where I've made these kind of goal lists or, you know, plans for my life list, it's always been like on a short term basis. Like this is what I want in the next phase of my life. Well, this time I made a list for my entire life, what I wanted for my entire life regarding career, regarding love, regarding family, regarding investments, regarding finances, regarding everything. I made a list for my entire life for the first time ever. And in addition to making this list, I set it out. I wanted to take it a step further, you know, because I definitely believe in telling the universe you want and that it'll conspire to give it to you. So I wanted to really cast this spell in a uh, very charged sense. And so I went a step further from making the list and I said, I read the list out loud to myself and I am going to read it again and look myself in the mirror because I think there's something to, there's power behind looking yourself in the eye and telling yourself what you want from life, talking to yourself, re, re, defining your self-talk and really, you know, like, uh, I've started doing morning affirmations and I do them as I'm getting dressed during the morning. And I'm looking in the mirror often when I am finishing my affirmations and I've just found it to be very engaging and very profound to look yourself in the eye as you, uh, tell yourself things. And so set it out loud wrote it down. And then I wanted to take a, I believe in taking things a step further and sharing your goals and your vision with someone who will hold you accountable. Because I definitely know it to be true that you can convince yourself that you never wanted something if you don't put energy behind achieving it. It's just like, oh, well, that was just, you know, kind of something I used to toss around. I wasn't really serious about it. We tell ourselves that to kind of let ourselves off the hook. And so, 
I'm like, okay, you need to tell someone who will hold you accountable. Um, and I thought about the Rumi quote, set your life on fire and seek those who fan your flame. Uh, Will Smith shared that on his Instagram one day and I was like, oh, Yes. Okay. I need to find people. I need to align myself with people who fan my flames and I need to start fanning the flames of the people that I love. And so, um, that kind of, for me, tied back to telling someone who will hold me accountable. And then I thought about, okay, another benefit of telling someone or telling even multiple people is, you know, we, we, there's this, this idea of six degrees of separation between any two people. And I thought that within those six degrees of separation, there's also six degrees of resources, six degrees of networking. So if I start sharing what I want and what I see for myself with people, then they, if they can't help me, they may know someone who can help me. They may know someone, they, they're likely to know someone who's a resource. And so I, started sharing more of what I was doing. And even in small things, even with me sharing the podcast with people, things started moving and lining up in a way that was in an effort to help me, to motivate me, to push this project forward. And then I thought, okay, what other, what other advice have I heard that can be helpful in this regard? And I remember hearing, um, study the greats study the greats, find people, identify those who have done what you want to do well and study how they did it. And then take it a step further and align yourself with people who are doing it now. And so I'm going through all of this the night that I get home from the party, I'm just like, you have got to, you've wasted enough time and we're not going to have a pity party about the time that has been wasted, but we are going to maximize on the time we have now. And, and Oprah's, I don't know if you guys watch Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, but the episode she did with Michelle Obama, um, promoting her memoir becoming touches on all of this as well um having the right to change your mind uh having the luxury to be able to decide that we enjoy the luxury to decide and when Michelle says that uh she had become a box checker I was like oh oh my gosh definitely did that and uh, when she said she was working on like the 47th floor of this high rise building and she paused to ask herself, have you ever stopped to think about who you want it to be? And I'm just like, oh, yes, this is exactly the space that I'm in right now. I need to read this book. So, I mean, obviously I had already planned on reading it. I hadn't picked it up and purchased it yet. Definitely am going to be reading that this week. So I know I mentioned in a previous episode that I want to read a book a week. This week, I will start that, um, start that, uh, series. And so the first book that I'm going to read is Becoming by Michelle. I'll pick it up later today and get that done and give you guys a review of it next week. I mean, we don't even need a review. Obviously it's going to be amazing, but just point out my favorite parts or passages next week's on next week's episode. But when she 
you know, talked about not thinking about who she was going to be and narrowing herself to being um, this thing that she thought she should be, that really just resounded with me and with the space that I'm in right now. And so I knew that I had to make a, I, I realized that this shift that I had been feeling was a shift out of survival mode, that I was shifting away from life as I knew it um, and shifting into the marathon mindset that my leak teal really promotes and into the marathon that Nipsey Hussle, you know, uh, talks about in regard to life and in regard to success and shifting into the failure uh, mode that Will Smith talked about when he mentioned, you know, failing early, failing often, failing forward and seeking failure in order to get to success, in order to get to who you want to be in order to achieve greatness. And so then I, I took a step back to really kind of evaluate some of the things that I had um, distanced myself from or shifted away from in this uh, space that I'm in. And I realized that, you know, things that used to hold my attention no longer held that I realized that I used to uh, be really indulgent when it came to my time that I would, you know, spend hours watching television and spend hours throwing pity parties for myself and really be negligent as far as managing my time. I also realized that certain conversations didn't hold my attention the way that they used to. And at first I thought that, you know, like maybe I'm just like in this kind of disturbed space. Like maybe I'm just annoyed. Maybe I need to like balance my chakras. And then I'm like, wait, no, I just really don't have a tolerance for certain conversations the way that I used to. I really don't have a tolerance for a ton of gossip. I really don't have the same tolerance for you know, a lot of nonsense. I really don't have the same tolerance for pop culture the way that I used to. I really don't have the same tolerance for negativity. I really don't have the same tolerance for wastefulness and for uh, even, I just realized that my tolerance for a lot of things was shifting. And so I sat down again to do something that my leak teal of Curlbox has uh, promoted for a while now, which is scheduling every moment of your day. And so I sat down to make a schedule of everything of, of my day. And my approach was not to necessarily, because I didn't know how much time to give to certain things and I didn't want to like, I didn't know what time to start and what time to finish. So the way that I started making my list was I wrote down everything I wanted to accomplish in a day, you know, as far as time I wanted to give to goals, if I wanted to work out, eating, um, uh, entertainment, uh, phone conversations, social media, working. I made, I, I made a list of everything I wanted to get done in a day, meditating, stretching, all of those things. And then when the list, I had the list of everything I wanted to do, then I went back and allotted time for each thing. And some things got more time than others. But once I allotted time, I went through and said, okay, if I want to get uh, six to eight hours of sleep, then that means that I have 
that means that I have 16 to 18 hours to do everything else I want to do in a day. And so I just broke everything down and made uh, a list of and allotted time for each thing. But, but in addition to the actionable things that I wanted to do in a day, like eating, like working out, like entertainment, like sleeping, like, you know, those things, I also allotted for working towards my dreams, towards creating. I had never done that before. I had never allowed myself time. I just figured like time would present itself. And when I was just doing nothing, I would. But uh, when you're relaxing and just like chilling on the couch, watching something, it's not often that, at least for me, that my brain will say, oh, get up and go create. It's just like, I'm that kind of creative. I uh, studied journalism and, you know, have been a writer since I was very young. Um, and I would always just write when, when I was inspired by something, like say I watched something or experienced something that was uh, thought provoking, then I would sit down with it and write. But I realized that I couldn't, I didn't have the luxury to only create when I was inspired, that I needed to, I needed to carve out time every day for creating and that creating might, that, that might look different every day, but I needed to give time to creating every day. And so I scheduled time for my goals and I find my, found myself just naturally, um, drowning out a lot of noise that I had allowed to affect me previously I found found myself not needing to address everything that was happening around me. And I remember a friend telling me that um, that they had observed the fact that I would move through, you know, that when you aren't looking at things from a broad bird's eye view, that you will run through life just putting out every fire and some things need to burn, some things need to die, some things you need to let go of. And if you keep putting out every little fire, you never let go of the things that you need to let pass. You are trying to, you know, keep every ball in the air and some things need to fall by the wayside. And so I realized that I had to one step away from step, take a huge step back so that I could really gauge um, what needed my attention and where my focus should be. And I also needed to really look at my life on a full scale, from a full scale perspective and really approach it more strategically in a, in a, in a manner of, you know, approaching it uh, in the same way I'd approach chess and not checkers, not just trying to get the next victory, not just looking to the next, you know, win, but looking at it more along the lines of like, there will be certain battles, but there's, but there's a larger war and the war is the pursuit towards who I want to be the pursuit of the life that I want for myself. And in that, I even realized like my conversations were changing with my friends. We're more so discussing like business ventures. Um, I'm more interested in like your goals. I'm more interested in investments. I'm more, I'm more interested in conversations about creating multiple streams of income. I'm more interested in conversations about opening businesses. I'm more interested in conversations about 
creative projects. I'm less interested in gossip. I'm less interested in negativity. I'm just like, you know, like what, what are you working on? What do you have going on? What, you know, what did you do toward, you know, what steps did you take towards that this week? What pitfalls have you encountered? Even what I'm responding to, like on social media with people I know and people I don't like, it's just more, uh, business minded, more project minded, more, more goal oriented. Like I realized that I had to really curate a lot of things in my life to align it with my goals and my agenda as far as my life is concerned and just not allow a lot of negativity and toxic uh, energy into my life. Um, even like uh, a friend of mine who is working to start a juice business, we DM often and uh, she's sharing with me some of the pitfalls that she's encountered and how, you know, she had to really start making decisions from an, a place of intention and, and stop just, you know, like moving emotionally and how like some days are discouraging and some are lonely and how, but this transition has, you know, really been how her, how her transition towards, uh, being business minded and being more, uh, invested in her health and wellness and in, you know, her investments has really been a, uh, a, a huge transition for her, how it's really taken her into a new mental space, a new spiritual space, a new emotional space. And so that got me to just, you know, thinking about, uh, the interim versus the destination. I think in survival mode, I was so focused on the interim, on the quality of my life now. Like I was always prioritizing what I wanted in, you know, like the immediate future and what I wanted now. It's like, what, what choice can I make now to make tomorrow better or to make next year better and like it's not that that's now I realize that that is so short-sighted that I have to have I have to subscribe to that marathon mindset where I'm looking way down the road I'm looking beyond anything that I can see I'm looking beyond anything that even exists in the in the present I'm looking to what I want far beyond next week next year next month the next move like everything is strategic and a really good friend of mine gave uh, me the advice of pausing of really engaging the power of now and assess assessing why I do what I do and thinking about things um in the realm of whether or not it's reactionary or strategic, basically to, you know, play chess and not checkers to step back regularly and pause and take note of, am I reacting or am I making a strategic, strategic move towards what I want? And the advice that they shared with me that they said they often reference to help them stay in this mindset is to think about um thinking about if you don't sacrifice for what you want what you want becomes a sacrifice and that for me was I mean that kind of sealed the deal for me I'm like okay all right 
I, I need to make sacrifices now. I need to prioritize my destination. I need to prioritize my end game and stop prioritizing the space I'm in now. Stop prioritizing how I feel now. Stop prioritizing prioritizing what I have and don't have now. Stop prioritizing who supports me now. Stop prioritizing what, you know, Stop prioritizing the state of things that is now because I can't dictate, I can only dictate one or the other. If I prioritize now, then I sacrifice later. If I'm wasteful now, then I'll have to be more disciplined later. Uh, And so that all for me kind of tied into uh, the concept of, you know, paying on the front end or the back end. And I definitely don't want to pay on the back end. Um, but I, I, and that's not to say that there can't be a measure of joy and happiness in the interim, because I really find uh, the small things to be really special now. And I'm really grateful for that realization. A friend, uh, text me to check in the other day and they were asking me how my day was and they asked me if I did anything special and I said of course and they said well what and I said honestly I don't think you would be it was it's anything you find interesting and they were like well try me and I said I I just find the small things to be special now you know quiet still moments um walking my dog, uh, you know, having something, you know, delicious to eat, uh, sharing spaces and conversations and time with people I love. Like I, I find all the little things that we do in a day to be special, um, spending quiet time alone, reading something that's really moving, seeing a beautiful piece of art. Those are the things that I find special. So uh, yeah, I did a lot of special things today. I don't know if they'd be particularly interesting to you. I don't know if you necessarily qualify it as special, but I find the small things to be special now. I'm also less impacted by the unforeseen things that happen. This past week, I would have rocked when probably broken me uh, in the old me. It probably would have, you know, really uprooted me in a in a in a in a manner that would have broken me uh but with new with 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 fresh eyes and a fresh perspective and a fresh gauge on what I want from life when bumps in the road happen uh like the ones that happened to me this past week I'm I'm unfazed and a lot of ways. I really am able to acknowledge that this, whatever is happening is happening for my betterment. Whatever is happening is here to teach me something that I need in order to move into the next space in order, you know, it to teach me something that will, is bringing me closer to the life that I want, because I just don't think we get to dictate the journey. You don't get to dictate the journey. You don't get to dictate how, um, how things come together in a lot of ways. You can, you, you can identify what you want and you can identify the resources that can help you get there. You don't get to dictate the journey. And so my journey is in full throttle right now. And it's, I'm, 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 (laughs) I'm strapped in and holding on because it is, there's a lot of turbulence happening right now. And be, by being focused and being in tune with what I want is 
grounding me in a way that allows me to not be as affected by the turbulence as I would have been were I not grounded with intention, were I not focused on, were I not, were I not in tune with what I want from my life. So for anyone out there who's feeling discouraged, who's feeling lost, who's feeling like things just keep piling up and life just keeps, you know, working against you or things just seem to constantly be coming up against you, uh, I challenge you to think about whether you've decided what you want for your life and to, you know, make that vision to really uh sit down and create that vision for yourself and stay focused on that and not to not to allow uh, yourself to get distracted with the circumstantial events that happen along the journey because those are you know life just life has its bumps but you can they the you can soften the blow by harnessing your focus by harnessing your strength and seeing beyond your circumstances and where you are right now and envisioning yourself where you want to be and really getting about the task of becoming the person you want to be. So with all that said, I will close with an email I got um, about the gender dynamic episode uh, from a listener. James says, good afternoon. Just finished listening to the podcast on the gender dynamic, which I would like to say as a listener, it is refreshing to hear someone disseminate how they feel on how they should be treated and how they should be respected. I would like to raise one concern from a male perspective. I hear you when you say this about deity being female. I'm reading this as it's written. I hear you when you say this about deity being female and also this power of majesty of the female body. I appreciate and value holistically a female. However, when you say better, I have problems with that. Why does the female have to be better than the male? And why does the male have to be better than the female? Why can we not have, as you said, this understanding of egalitarianism where both of us do have this majestic ability, where the life you carry and produce is given from the seed that we possess as males. Why as a male is it wrong to value life and say we value your choice as well? For me, life becomes dangerous when we deal in these absolutes. I don't think or believe that we can have healthy relationships without compromise and understanding of both sides of the table. I really do appreciate your insight. However, I just wish maybe allowing for a male perspective to be given to this dialogue. Well, James, being that you are a male, this is your perspective, your male perspective being given to this dialogue. So thank you for sending your email. Um, to address a couple of things that you made note of, um, I went back and listened to the episode twice, trying to figure out where you got the impression that I was saying women are better than men. And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find any reference or any specific uh, note where I said women are better. Uh, I did at time at marker 2128 hear me here where I made a note about women having a power that is unmatched. And what I meant by that is that society has conditioned us to think that women are somehow lesser that women are somehow weaker and 
I wanted to acknowledge that women have our own power and that it is unmatched in a lot of ways. And it just is. Even on a biological level, we are not the same. So I hate that you heard unmatched uh, and heard and, and received me celebrating women's power, women's strength in a manner that made you feel like I was lessening a man's uh, majesty uh, because that definitely isn't my objective and definitely wasn't the message that I was sending. I just, you know, would like society to really lift women up and really celebrate women uh, because we're fucking awesome. So yeah, I think I, I, I fully support the celebration of women and I don't necessarily think that we need to, uh, measure ourselves against one another that more so was my message that we need to stop measuring women against men because the our our gifts and our strengths are not matched they're not you know if you pit us next to each other if you pit us alongside one another I really don't feel like that's a fair comparison or that a fair comparison can be made because we are just not the same And to your note about valuing life and respecting our choices, um, I definitely can appreciate that someone values both, that they value a woman's, you know, right to have a choice and value life. But I think as it relates to legislation and as it relates to your contribution to legislation that dictates uh, someone's choices regarding their body, I think that you have to separate your values from that. I think that it, unless you are supporting legislation that dictates what anyone could do with their body, then you shouldn't be, I, I just don't feel like it's right to take such starch, such a stark position on what a woman can do with their body and still, you know, walk around in the privilege that no one is dictating what you do with yours. And, it, you know, so it just feels problematic when we, take those kind of values to the polls and and dictate someone's freedom and dictates someone's criminal you know uh, and dictate criminality based on what someone chooses to do with their body that just you know like it just doesn't make sense to me and I can't support you allowing your values of life to dictate what I am allowed to do with my body I'm so glad you wrote in, though. I'm so glad to know that I have male listeners. I'm so glad that you posed questions about the episode because I'm sure if things struck you a certain way, there are probably others that were, you know, struck in a similar manner. And so having this kind of dialogue definitely allows there to be clarity on certain points that are made. So thank you for emailing me. Um, And for anyone else who would like to email, you can reach me at thefemphenom at gmail.com. I'm also on all social media, media, Instagram, Twitter, and feedback at thefemphenom. And I'll be back next week with a new episode. Oh my gosh, guys. So when I was going back editing this episode, I heard all the static that came in at certain sections and I'm not sure why that happened. I am recording in a new space, so I will troubleshoot and investigate and get that under control by next week.